What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. Friends are there. To help you get started, to give you a push on your way. Friends are there. To turn you around, get your feet on the ground for a brand new day. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe recap show. I don't know. I think that's what I say normally. It's been so long since we've done an episode of G.I. Joe because we're in the Thanksgiving spirit. We're watching a Garfield Thanksgiving, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanis. I'm Gene Ampolito. And we are joined by a very, very uh, special guest, uh, a man who has uh, really, of all the credits that he's had, and let's face it, there have been awards recently of uh, many seasons of a very popular tv show but the most important thing you would know this person for new judge of the year on the who would win show 2022 joey clift is with us today uh yeah hey everybody um i, I gotta say I'm, I'm currently nominated for an emmy award but that is the second award that i'm the most proud of the first is the Thank who you. would win new judge award <laughs> Thank um, you. I, okay, so like, so I know that you've run out of episodes of GI Joe to watch. Have you thought of just reviewing like military propaganda commercials? <laughs> so uh, flat out switching to like commercials for like join the army. Yeah, the one, the one where like the guy pulls the sword out of like a rock. And I remember that was for the Marine or something. And it was awesome. It was. Aw- I almost joined that day. Now, Joey, much to Robert Clark Chan's uh, chagrin, there are plenty more seasons of G.I. Joe left in front of us. Yeah, we just we just parse them out, uh, especially around the holiday seasons, because I I demand a full month dedicated to each holiday. That's right. Come October, we have to make sure we're done with G.I. Joe for the year because we are shutting it down for Halloween, Thanksgiving and yes, of course, Christmas episodes. We've done but, both the Ray brought this up. We've done both the Garfield Halloween special and the Garfield Christmas special, but somehow this one slipped through the holiday cracks. It's the trilogy of Garfield holiday specials. We're finally filling in the gap, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're a, a normal person, listen to all three back to back to back our Halloween, our Thanksgiving, and then our Christmas special to really understand what this season is all about. It's really our Christoph Kieslowski, uh red, white, blue trilogy. Ugh, you know that Ray is not going to get whatever that reference is, Gina. I, am, I totally get that reference, no, Gina, and I've I can't made, believe it myself. I've made this joke before, which is why you know it. No, I was in high school when those came out, and I remember thinking to myself, huh, a trilogy about colors pretty impressive so joey uh this all kind of came about uh kind of quickly because you posted on your social media that you wanted to talk about garfield in any way shape or form on any podcast that would ask and within i think seven minutes myself and robert clark chan hit you up (laughs) 
to ask about uh, you coming on the show. And here we are today. Could we take just a brief moment and talk about your history with Garfield? And then we're going to talk a little bit about this new trailer that Gina's been like all over. Yeah, I'm genuinely very excited to talk about this trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my, my history with Garfield. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that like grew up really loving Garfield, you know, when I was a kid. And then that kind of extended into, you know, my life as a comedian. When in 2016, I realized that at the time the at Garfield Twitter account was not verified. So I changed my Twitter handle to or my Twitter name to Garfield official. And then just convinced everybody that I was the official Garfield Twitter account to the point of like, like the official Garfield Twitter account was doing an event called hashtag ask Garfield. It was a Q&A where you could ask questions using that hashtag and the real Garfield would respond. And I realized that nobody would be able to tell if the if, which one was real. So I just answered all the questions before they could. <laughs> and I'm sure it's to the point that I'm still blocked by the at go comics Twitter account for this the distributor of Garfield. And I answered the questions like pretty much how Garfield would respond, but maybe like 10% darker. <laughs> and they got right <laughs> by like the AV club and like, uh, you know, daily dot and a bunch of other places. And since then, I think I've just become known as just like a, you know, a, like a, a Garfield aficionado. It's to the point that like friends will just like mail me random Garfield t-shirts. Like people will, um, whenever there's a bit of Garfield news, people will tag me in, in it or like text me about it. So I've just become like the Garfield guy in a way that is both delightful and also uh, an albatross I carry around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how Haley is the Godzilla person. Like you, you, your uh, persona in the Los Angeles comedy community just eventually becomes a thing that people will send you links to. Yeah, what it's 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 honestly kind of beautiful because like right now I'm holding a. Um, a beaded Garfield medallion made by this fantastic <laughs> native beadwork artist fantastic. that um, like it's the sort of thing where like it's, it's a one of one. They made one of these and sold them as part of a beadwork drop that was released at like, you know, 7am in the morning on a random Sunday. And you had, you had like three seconds to buy it before somebody else bought it. And so many people DM'd this to me when it was announced that they were going to sell it. That I was like, oh, I guess I have to wake up at 6.45 a.m. on a Sunday and spend $300 on a Garfield beadwork medallion that I've turned into a bolo tie. <laughs> like, oh, this is my lot in life, I guess. How many worse things have happened in this world, allegedly? Um, I, I, I will say, are we are we talking about the trailer first or the Thanksgiving episode? No, we got to talk about the trailer first because Robert Clark Channel forget it by the end of the episode. Yeah, the trailer is breaking news. It's the thing that everybody's tuned in and they want all to right, hear. So all right, all right. This is hot off the hot let's off get, the lasagna let's pan. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, so the Garfield movie. There's a brand new uh, CGI animated movie starring uh, Chris Pratt uh, as Garfield, uh, uh, and there's a nearly three minute trailer that they just dropped a few days as we recorded this. So last week for you people at home, and it it it's got a house on fire. Like everybody's, everybody's talking, you can't go anywhere without everybody talking about this Garfield trailer, how excited they are to see the movie. You uh, can't I, swing a dead cat without running into a Garfield opinion. No. And I have just one question coming out of it. I'm sure you guys have more, but um, why does Garfield sound exactly like super Mario? No, 
It's weird. Uh, it's a weird choice when he says, it's a me, a Garfield. I wish that was how he talked in Super <laughs> Mario. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's just like, hey, hey, Bowser. I mean, John. <laughs> like, why'd, they, why'd they leave that in? Why'd they leave that in? <laughs> he's just doing his same stupid, normal voice. He's not even changing it up a little. He's so not even I, sounding fat or sleepy. So I so I think that to, to me, like, you know, I Chris Pratt is very talented. He's a he's a great actor. You know, I loved him as Star Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, but I do feel like his strategy in the the famous characters that he's voiced is he'll watch like I'm sure for this he watched like two minutes of Bill Murray's Garfield and was like, yeah, I got it, you know, and then <laughs> and then just went with that. I I don't even think that. I'm pretty sure because when nowadays when people hire Chris Pratt, they're like, who's the most inoffensive uh uh you know friendly guy you know and it's always going to be chris pratt and what they want is exactly chris pratt not even like yeah give it an accent or yeah like can you do like a mean chris pratt it's just like just be friendly chris pratt which you know i will i think your time off of twitter has has grossly skewed uh what you consider inoffensive because that dude trends at least every other month from people saying how much they hate him. I continue to contend that my life has been inordinately better without Twitter. So uh, the dismissive tone you have of me leaving Twitter, it falls on deaf ears. Well, I'm I'm just saying you're missing out on some real good Chris Pratt hatred, which I I usually enjoy, actually. (laughs) Gina's so mad she just threw something across the room. Wasn't me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so this, in, wait, in that case, in that case, yeah. if you're not on Twitter, it's it's important that you, for you to know that there is a major world issue that everybody's talking about right now, and it is this trailer. This is the thing that everybody is. <laughs> yeah, people are like, really people are losing friendships over how, where they side on do they like Chris Pratt's voice or not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. it's I would yeah, genuinely like to know it. if people are into this. It's so not. It's so not Garfield at all. And I know people said the same thing about Mario, and then the movie ended up being pretty well liked. I just there's no reason. Like he's he just don't he's not a voice actor. Stop putting him in crap. There's got to be someone else who could do a a like. There have been I before Pratt. There were like four people who voiced. Garfield, who all sounded, who all did sort of a roughly Garfieldy voice, and this is not that. It's Pratt. This it, is not your grandfather's Garfield. I want my the grandfather's Garfield. But, no, but it, it does. You, you do bring up a good point, and it does feel like everybody's kind of chasing the dragon of Lorenzo Music, like the guy that voiced the original yeah. Garfield. Well, they should. In the and like Lorenzo Music, a fantastic talent. Uh, he died one month before nine eleven. Are those things connected? I'm just <laughs> just asking questions. I'm telling you, lasagna does not burn at that temperature. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, lasagna. <laughs> Cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> um, but I think that, yeah, it's like, I, it does feel like Lorenzo Music, who was like a famous sitcom actor in the 70s, who, you know, became Garfield in the 80s. Um, and also just, wrote, wrote a lot of the Garfields. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, really? He was just such a fantastic, I think, muse for, you know, taking Jim Davis's Garfield into like animation. And it and there there is honestly some beef between Lorenzo Music and Bill Murray in that, in the real Ghostbusters, Lorenzo Music voiced Bill Murray's character in the first season of the real Ghostbusters. And uh-huh. then Bill Murray thought he did too good of a job, so he got him fired. 
and then he was replaced by somebody else. And then when the Garfield movie came out, I think that they wanted Lorenzo Music to voice him originally, but then Bill Murray like edged Lorenzo Music out for that one and took the Garfield role from him. Um, so yeah, there's there's some beef there that I really want to know the origins of. I'm sure there's a crazy story, but I, it does feel like everybody is kind of trying to do Lorenzo Music's Garfield. And I think that's a testament to like how, how like fantastic Lorenzo Music it was as like a voice actor. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it becomes iconic, you know. Everybody's just trying to ape the thing that they know. Uh, you can't bring up you can't bring up Garfield in nine eleven without talking about that famous comic strip that came out. Uh, was it the day before or the day of nine eleven in Garfield that a yeah. lot of people still talk about? Yeah, uh, where where uh, literally John just gets a phone call and Garfield says, and it says he did what? And Garfield says, "I've been a busy boy." And Garfield says, nine eleven. <laughs> says nine eleven. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I would, I would crazy. have more respect for Pratt in this if he was doing anything at all. But he's literally just doing his own voice. Like he's not he's not trying anything. It is like you could put Guardians of the Galaxy audio in there. You could put Parks and Rec audio in there and it would sound all exactly the same. And and I hate when actors voice like famous characters and don't try and do anything at all. You know, I agree, but also I was kind of joking, but also like Garfield has been around since, I mean, almost as long as I've been alive. 40 years or so, like 1979. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the character has evolved. I mean, to be fair, even the original Garfield cartoon, a uh, 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 comic strip was vastly different from the animated uh, specials that came along just a few years later. Like watching the Thanksgiving special, I'm like, oh, this is really like nice and kind of heartwarming. Whereas the comic strip is intended to be kind of like caustic and, you know, like sarcastic. So, like, when it comes to be 2023, I could definitely see them going, like, you know what? He's orange and likes lasagna that's it everything else we're just chucking it out starting brand new but I'm not, I'm not, that's to me those things aren't mutually exclusive i'm not saying he needs to do the garfield voice that i grew up with i'm saying if you are going to cast someone in a role they should be doing something with their voice that is acting i i think that for me my my dream garfield casting would honestly be somebody like you know mike mitchell or um this is like a little bit of deep cut for like comedy nerds, but like somebody like a Hunter Altman, like I like, I want Garfield to sound gravelly. He's a cat that eats lasagna. His voice <laughs> is not going to sound smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah. So, so I guess that like, I, I feel like, you know, we've talked about the Chris Pratt of it all. I would, I would love to get into the meat of um, what did everybody think of the look of it outside of Chris Pratt? What did everybody think? Yeah, so this trailer opens up with Garfield as a baby tiny kitty. And he's living outside and it's storming. He almost gets hit by a car crossing the street because he sees John at an Italian restaurant eating a delicious looking look. As far as animated food goes, the food in the Garfield special, it's all I can think about. Yeah, this is like Miyazaki level. I'm telling you right now, this is Final Fantasy 15 level. We spent 15 years only working on food. Uh, and we yeah, put I the mean, rest it's one well of the later. most important aspects of Garfield. If they hadn't, I would have been very disappointed. Yeah. 
Uh, everybody, like, there's a, they, they take a different style with some of the, like uh, uh, Joey says, some of the animation. John, it clearly looks like John, but he's different. You know, uh, everybody kind of looks like they look, but they're different. You know, then, then the traditional, what we would talk about for the Thanksgiving Day special. I, I will say Garfield as a tiny baby kitty is heartwarming. Um, I want, I don't know how, I don't know where this restaurant is that John can just open the window and let Garfield in. Most restaurants don't let you do that, uh, or provide the ability to do that, but it is a, a New York, I guess. And, and, and tiny baby Garfield coming in and eating every piece of food in the restaurant. I'm here for it. I thought it was delightful. Yeah, I think I, I enjoy the animation style and the trailer overall I enjoy. I like that you're you're duped into thinking that this is going to be like a, a, a cute little Garfield and then he goes absolutely ham on every, everything. Including uh, the ham. Yeah. He goes ham on ham, yeah. Yeah, he goes ham on ham. It's hams all the way down. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I like I, I honestly, you know, it's like taking away crits. Chris Pratt's, you know, voice acting, like the look of this is fantastic. Like I really, it really feels like, like the, the Bill Murray Garfield to me felt like, you know, just like a CGI monster. And it's like, that's, it's just like, that's, that's not my Garfield, you know, whereas this felt like they really tried to um, create something that felt as vibrant as the Garfield comic strips while also like updating it in some ways. And that, you know, there were some, um, some changes to Garfield and John's origin story. I believe the original Garfield, um, they met when John was actually an employee at this Italian restaurant, but making him, you know, a, a customer, I totally get. And I'm going to like, I'm going to be like a little bit vulnerable. I honestly like teared up during that scene where you had like little Garfield and John, like meeting little Garfield. And I thought it was just like really beautiful to see the origin of those two characters. And it, like, it's clear that they like, give a shit about Garfield that I feel like the Bill Murray Garfield just didn't, you know? Yeah. And yeah, Chad, this, you throw this... kittens in the ocean. Uh, how did you feel about <laughs> it? I, because I'm the only one that just watched it a few minutes ago, so I haven't really had time to sit in my feelings. Uh, so I still have to get over that hump of this is not, I mean, look, my Garfield was when I was, like eight years old like that's uh, uh i i was a huge garfield fan and then i got older and became like a comedy nerd and like this is terrible i hate this it's cold and clinical and like you you read uh, uh interviews with jim davis and all dude wanted to do was make money and he was mm-hmm. like you know what the, as an advertising guy i know that the best way to make money is to make a cat uh who's like uh cynical and like hates i don't know mondays uh, uh office people hate mondays and just like n- made the most cold calculating thing you could possibly could here's chan that's how writers rooms are <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, it felt like the the cute chan. garfield just felt like um like <sighs> something else and i Chan hated it. The cynicism, I guess, of the original. I gotta, I gotta give some time to it. I gotta let it be its own thing. Um, Also, I've been spoiled for the past few years on some of the most beautiful fucking animation I've ever seen in my life. 
uh, stuff like uh, the the uh, uh, Spider Verse movies and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But that and- it actually this opening sequence reminded me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because there is that sequence in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where Splinter is like, okay, fine, I'll take the like baby turtles up to the world, and then they almost get hit by a car. Everyone's calling them freaks, and so that whole sequence sort of was reminiscent of that when Garfield is trying to cross the road. Also the toy story section where they're trying to cross the road and they're almost getting hit by cars. It's effective. Um, yeah, it is. Now I just wish that they created a movie called Garfield Enter the Lasagna Verse and it was <laughs> as deep I mean, and, a Garfield movie as deep and layered as Spider-Verse would be. I mean they already did it the Garfield and his nine lives like yeah, in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, also, like you know, the Garfield Thanksgiving special we're about to talk about is as layered as Spider Verse. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, there, uh, yeah, so much, so much to talk about with that. Now, the other question that I have is, so yeah, yeah, Garfield's older. You know, he eats lasagna. They're they're going to lean into the lasagna thing pretty heavy, I think. They better, you know. And then we are introduced to Garfield's father, a giant hulking baby Huey Garfield orange cat, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. And let me tell you. He doesn't do anything with the character. He just sounds like Samuel L. Jackson. Am I right, Gina? No, you shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. So it's that okay when he does it. It doesn't apply to Samuel L. Jackson. It, it applies to Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah a Chris Pratt only rule. I, I need to make sure I understand. Well, I think that like Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, Garfield's dad is like a fairly, you know, I'm not sure if he's a new character, but he's definitely like a character that's not as well known in sort of the Garfield pantheon. So I think that like you, when you think of Garfield's dad, you don't immediately have a voice mm-hmm. to attach to it. You know, in the same way that Garfield, it's like we all kind of think of Lorenzo Music or Bill Murray, depending on your age. Also, and, Samuel Jackson is acting and Samuel yeah. Jackson has a distinct voice. Chris Pratt is like if you went to an intro level uh, like intro to voiceover class at one of the comedy theaters in LA and handed them copy. And this was their first take. Look, I'm just saying, I like the fact that uh, Garfield's father sounds just like Neville Flynn from 2006's great masterpiece snakes on a plane. Um, I'm hoping there's lots of uh, profanity in this movie. I hope that I hope that this this jacks it up to an yeah. R rating is what I'm trying to say. And he's like, there's motherfucking lasagna in this motherfucking pan. I hope I that hope, that's you know a what? line of dialogue. <laughs> we all have our dreams for what this is, and that's I, mine. I think that might be the only thing I could get Chan on board. Yeah, uh, look, it's yeah. not snakes on a plane, but if the trailer's any occasion, it's cats on a train, and that's mm. you know, that's, <laughs> that's 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 right in the same ballpark. <laughs> um, so a couple of things that I noticed about the trailer. Um, if you notice, uh, halfway through the trailer, Garfield hits a giant Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Garfield balloon, which in this world makes me wonder, is Garfield famous in this world? Why is <laughs> Garfield point. Why is Garfield famous? Is he a comic strip? And is this the real? Is the comic strip in Garfield a documentary in the movie? It's just, I have so many questions. No, I bet, it's, I bet it's just play. supposed to be like a cat that looks like him. It's a meta joke. They sort of do this in the Thanksgiving special where they show the pig from, uh, from US, US Acres. Acres yeah. yeah, from US Acres. Like, I think it's just like a little meta nod. But I, I will say the Garfield balloon, one of my favorites in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year. Oh, do I cry like a baby every time I see it and scream, yes, 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 we peaked as a society every time I see it? Yes. <laughs> 
Also, um, they better not update that balloon. Like, if they update it to look like the updated Garfield, I will drive to New York City and fucking pop that balloon. No, I want them to update it so it's just a giant Chris Pratt balloon, and he's not doing anything in particular. I hate you. <laughs> or they yeah. just put a Mario hat on the old uh, balloon. Oh, my God, please do that. <laughs> um, another thing that I thought was really funny was, uh, so a lot of the trailer is built around this campaign basically saying that you should film your cat or your dog acting like Garfield and send it in for possible inclusion in the movie. And this to me feels very dangerous because I feel like a lot of people are just going to like stuff lasagna down their cat's throats <laughs> and film it. Uh, I mean, it's a, that's a smart, that's a smart ad campaign though, to be honest, because there is nothing people with cats like more than sharing videos of their cats doing essentially nothing. I yeah. hope the people behind the Garfield movie enjoy every uh, time my cat throws up between now and summertime because they're getting a new video every time it happens. <laughs> like at this point, the cat doesn't even like lasagna. You just you just make it eat it. <laughs> it's like it's time for your lasagna. <laughs> So what I'm hearing everyone saying is this is our next big gathering uh, next summer. We're gonna have a we're gonna rent out a movie theater for the Garfield movie, mm-hmm. and just force Chan to watch it. I mean, I legitimately am a bit am I think going to try to sell out a theater of cat lovers to watch this movie someplace I mean, somewhere in L.A. <laughs> I think we should do that and then go to like fucking Buca de Beppo or something and eat lasagna. I you would know love. What? Oh, actually. This is a, a so a fun addition to that Garfield Twitter takeover I did is I got a DM from the official Olive Garden account. <laughs> they, they also thought that I was the actual Garfield account, and they and they basically like said like we'll send like you know all the lasagna you want to the Paws Inc office, and I had to like level with them and be like okay that's like I'm not actually it. But I'll take free lasagna, and they sent me a twenty five dollar gift card. To Hell Olive yeah! How about that? That can get you a lot at Olive Garden. That gets yeah. you literally every breadstick. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, let's do crazy. it. Let's, let's uh, plan I'm in. it. I'm in. Let's sell out a theater to see the Garfield movie. Let's get a group to go to Olive Garden and eat a three-course lasagna meal. Yeah, I'm fucking deep, in. They have a deep-fried lasagna appetizer, a regular lasagna lasagna entree, and they also have a breakfast or a, like a dessert lasagna that's like a cake that's a multi-layered cake. So you could have three courses of lasagna, just like okay. live your Garfield dreams out, you know? I didn't yeah. know any of that existed, and now it's all I'm going to think about until next summer when we go do it. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm I in. also have I'm a $50 in. gift card to Olive Garden, so. Sounds like uh, you and Gina are paying for the whole thing. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so there was yeah, literally yeah. us. Yeah, and, and, we, yeah, when we'll, and when we when we order this lasagna, we'll specifically tell the waiter, don't worry about utensils. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're doing like the pie eating contest at the Iowa State Fair with just our hand, just our faces in the bowl of lasagna. I'm, I literally just looked it up, and there is an Olive Garden Burbank. So you go to that have AMC not, Burbank, and then go to the Olive Garden Olive right Garden? after. That's, that's our local Olive Garden. No, I haven't been to that Olive Garden, Chan. How often are you at the Olive Garden? Enough to know where the Olive Garden is. Well, share your knowledge sometimes, this sir. Is, hold on. This is wild to me. So Garfield and the Garfield trailer, Chan, ugh. But Olive Garden, he's up on his hind legs defending this like a bear in a picnic. When basket. you're there, you're your family. family. Yeah, <laughs> listen, man, Olive Garden gets a lot of shit. 
but it, it it is not it is not deserved uh, at, coming from a hundred percent Italian person with literally eighty. Uh, good Italian restaurants by where I grew up. My parents still would occasionally go to Olive Garden. They liked the they liked the value for the money. Um, so I want to say, like a few years ago, Olive Garden um, had something called an unlimited pasta pass, where yeah. you spent like a hundred dollars and you would get basically all the pasta that you wanted for like I think it was like uh, ten weeks or so straight. So I yeah. got this, and I thought I was like cheating the system, but I went. Twice a day, every day for like a month oh and a half. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, I probably put on 20 pounds and my goal was basically to zone in on what to me was the perfect, like make your own pasta bowl, unlimited pasta, <laughs> like combination. And uh, it just felt like, it definitely felt like, oh, this is probably what an alcoholic feels like. Cause I would like roll <laughs> up, skip the line, walk straight to the bar and then just be like, bring me some breadsticks. Oh my <laughs> God. Listen, they're possible soup is good their salad and Dude. salad dressing real good and their breadsticks real good so you could go and get soup salad and breadsticks and that's a fucking good meal yeah was, there, if you get their like their meatballs with their with their like mushroom sauce that's like legitimately fantastic mm, mm, i'm a zupa mm. toscana man and, oh uh, yeah 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 you that? and you and kingpin that's what you both like nice uh i have purchased the 30-day nacho fries pass from Taco Bell. Oh, no. That, wait, that's uh, a thing? Oh, I no. have it, It's 10 bucks, and you get a nacho fry every day for a month. Wow. I am wow. on day two. Jan, I'm legitimately uh, concerned for your health. <laughs> you should you should give updates every week. And just, like, let us know if you're still excited about it at day 20. <laughs> You know, in, uh, this weekend, we're going to see some Instagram shots of Chan sneaking nacho fries into Olive Garden. <laughs> we can enjoy sounds, both that together. Like a dream. I would love that. <laughs> okay. Chan, well, you it, should actually, you should actually like blog this. There was, there was this woman oh who did like a thing about Erewhon's Haley Bieber smoothie, like that's supposed to make your skin better. And she, she's, you know, like a Vanity Fair writer or something. Probably not, but. Uh, she drank one a day and like it started out like, okay, like this is fine. And then like by like day 15, she's like, I choked it down today. I, I, I can't remember a time before the smoothies. And then she like got back into liking them. And then like by the end was just like, my skin doesn't look any better. <laughs> no, you can't trust them Biebers, yeah. I guess. Yeah, my, my skin doesn't look any better, but my pee is blue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you came here for the Garfield Thanksgiving Day special to hear over 30 minutes of content talking about the Garfield trailer and Olive Garden and Haley Bieber's pee, uh, <laughs> you you are happy right now. You are eaten, as uh, we would I, say. I, it, we, we never said anything about Haley Bieber's pee. I think she's probably pretty litigious, so uh, let's look, be clear. We talked about blue pee. You're I'm saying, assuming Haley is, Bieber drinks her, it every day. I'm yeah, saying her pee is properties. allegedly. Her pee is allegedly blue. There we go. There <laughs> we go. Thank Sources you. say. There we go. Fine. <laughs> Sources. Many people are saying yeah, yeah. Haley Bieber's pee is blue now. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Garfield plush toys at McDonald's. A different one every week while supplies last for $2.69 each. 50 cents of which is donated to Ronald McDonald Children's Charities. Now back to G.I. Joe. But let's talk about a Garfield Thanksgiving. Uh, so can I, I'm just going to start by saying we got on this, we got on this uh, uh, recording and I said, are you guys sure we haven't watched this before? And both Chan and Ray said, we have not. We wa- we did the Halloween, we did the Christmas. And I said, oh, okay, I must have just watched it by myself the last two Thanksgivings. And I realized that's what I did. It's now a new tradition that I watch this around Thanksgiving every year. Uh, I think it's on like Peacock or something like that. And, I, I, and I'm into it. I would uh, call you out for being weird. And yet my Thanksgiving traditions, some would say, are even stranger. Are you going to so- bring up Mama Mia again? Yes, because uh, I'm super stoked to see it live at the Pentages. Okay, that's fair. Are you, you going to bring nacho fries to that? You know what? <laughs> We're going to Katsuya before that, but if there's time to slide in. Nacho Mia. Before, Here I go again. <laughs> um, I got to say, this is my first time watching this special in probably like a couple of years, and I took two pages worth of notes hell yes also oh, yeah. if you haven't watched the christmas special recently come christmas time you got to watch that shit oh yeah it's I'm great bad. grandma comes back it's great um so one of the first things that i noticed about this uh special was the sound mixing the music is all mixed way louder so you have a lot of situations where garfield is saying a joke over the loudest most wailing <laughs> saxophone <laughs> you've ever heard which is how i like to hear comedy <laughs> <laughs> that was the 80s baby just this was this was late Miami this was this was 1989 it was part of the the garfield and friends which i used to watch the shit out of uh i liked the end friends part just as much as the garfield part back then yeah, u.s acres part was often the better ha- uh, part of the uh, oh, you shut your mouth they were both great u.s acres was really funny though it was like legitimately funny like and legitimately weird. Like, what was that one duck with the he fucking wore like another duck. inner tube with like another duck that mimicked him? It was never explained. Is it a sentient inner tube? Um, it's just I, I, fascinating. I mean, I will say something that like I think that a lot of people don't realize about Jim Davis is that like he's a comedy writer. Like he likes jokes, and you know, I feel like Garfield has existed for so long that people forget that. I think that, like, you know, to Gina's point, U.S. Acres really is that just on full display. And um, it's to the point where I, I believe, like, whenever Garfield has been up for sale as a property to, you know, like, organizations and streamers and stuff like that, he's always said, like, Garfield's for sale. U.S. Acres ain't. That's <laughs> So he's, like, protective of U.S. Acres. It's clear that that's his, that's his baby. <laughs> That's interesting because there hasn't been, yeah, like there's no like U.S. Acres merch out there. There's no reboots. Uh, I'm fascinated by this now. Well, do we really want to see Chris Pratt play uh, Orson the Pig? Is that really what we're all jonesing for? Yeah. 
Good news. Uh, <laughs> this episode opens up with a uh, cat negotiation. Uh, he wants to wake up John, say, make us breakfast. We'll let you go back to sleep. John refuses this offer and ends up getting kicked out of his own bed to make them pancakes. One thing that I noticed about Garfield's breakfast is, is he drinking coffee? Am I yeah. saying this correctly? He has a coffee cup and he is pounding uh, heavy caffeine. He uh, specifically was- says to John, make me coffee, right? Yeah. Well, uh, how is he so lazy? He should be wired out of his mind. And, and well, once again, while all this is happening, a saxophone is just solo in their heart. <laughs> yeah. I also, I got to admit that when he he enlists Odie's help in getting John up and when Odie smacked those cymbals together, I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and um and Garfield liking caffeine and drinking coffee, that is like a big part of the comics. One of my favorite yeah. Garfield strips is Garfield climbing into a coffee cup so big that it's like a jacuzzi to him <laughs> and like drinking it while he's reading a newspaper and jacuzziing in this coffee cup. It won't uh, be the strangest thing that an animal has to drink during this episode. We'll get to that when fu- we get to This it. is a cat who likes uh, lasagna. I also, I have yeah, the, the book version of this special, the Thanksgiving oh. special. The oh. novelization. Yeah, I have the, based on the novel by uh, Jim Davis. <laughs> Sapphire, yes. Uh, I have all the, I have all the, I have had a lot of Garfield books growing up and I still have them. I have this, mm. I have the, but, but, yeah, it's it's just good. It's good. It's a good like starting the day out by waking John up made me laugh. Hmm. Forgive me, Gina. I was unfamiliar with your game. Um, you mentioned um the book adaptation. If you go to the Garfield Thanksgiving Wiki, there is a pretty healthy section describing the differences between uh, what's on screen and what's in the book. <laughs> oh, Gina, Gina, you got to take oh. us to new rock stars. All right, yeah, we're doing an Easter egg breakdown, a side-by-side comparison. <laughs> uh, into it. So uh, immediately after breakfast, uh, Garfield lets us know that now it's time to abuse the dog. Um, I didn't like that. I I, I I have a lot of questions about your review. The main one being, <laughs> have you never heard of Garfield or seen one? Okay, uh, I was a also, big time also, Garfield fan. This is, Doesn't this sound is like it. 30, four, four, almost 40, no, 30 years later. Uh, things have changed. Uh, the Thank way you. that John comes on to Liz that's okay, we'll we'll talk about that. We have we'll talk about that for at least yeah. uh, thirty so or forty maybe, minutes when we get keep your, woke, keep your woke shit out of my yeah. Garfield cartoons. Yeah. You trying to you trying to cancel John Arbuckle now? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll definitely. I you mean, look, SJW cuck. <laughs> um, uh, turns out yeah. Garfield's going to go to the vet today, and tomorrow he removes the calendar page. It reveals that tomorrow is Thanksgiving which gives us a song, and I'd love to hear some of it, Robert Clark Chan. Uh, Is it a banger? I'll let the people decide. It's, I mean, it's real 80s. I'll I'll say that Once again, there's like six saxophone solos in this song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. Really quick, I want to talk about something we, we didn't mention, especially talking about the Garfield trailer and how the Garfield trailer really started with like, you know, establishing the love that Garfield and John have for each other as characters. Um, as a contrast, the first 10 seconds of this, when Garfield is ordering John to make him pancakes, it looks like John is about to blow his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- that's, I mean, if you have a cat, 
you know you've been there. You've been there at freaking five in the morning when they're like, it's time to eat and oh, yeah. you just want to sleep. And you go there say, and the bowl is full. I will full. say there's a slight inconsistency here in that this this breakfast looks delicious. Uh, Garfield is into it. And later he somehow doesn't know how to cook anything for Thanksgiving. Wait a second. Hold on. No, 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 no. That's like a, that is a plot hole. You brought, you brought this up as a, yeah, he's an amazing breakfast cook, but yeah. The, a very dumb Thanksgiving chef to the point of like putting butter on himself because he thinks that that's yeah, what it means yeah, yeah, it yeah. to put butter everywhere. Like I've known dudes that are like, I can make eggs. Uh, uh, I feel like that's like a very common like dudes in their late 20s are like, yeah, I cook. I make eggs. Uh, but it's yeah, it doesn't like I would buy that. He doesn't know how to make a turkey. But yes, he is an idiot when it comes to like just putting vegetables in water and then doing nothing else. If he cooked eggs and bacon and made coffee, theoretically, he should at least know how to do vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jim Davis, we got a note <laughs> for you. Make John's intelligence consistent. <laughs> the mashed potato, do the candy yam, do the funky turkey cause it's time to jam. If you don't want to dance, baby, that's all right. Do some non-stop shopping to work up an appetite. Make it Thanksgiving one more meal cause the more and so you know on what? and so forth. Medium banger. Uh, this yeah, is uh, well I... on the way of banger, bangerhood. I think it's this a banger. Feels, I mean, I it's this a full feels banger. like a a uh, uh oh god what what was the name of it uh bruce willis what was his blues alter ego like, i am bruno or the return bruno, of bruno or yeah. something yeah yeah uh that's uh, what it sounds like which is to say it sounds terrible so uh, oh um, oh you're you say you're saying no no banger at all are you what are you a fan of uh the return of bruno uh, I like the song Respect Yourself that he sings. Yes. Come on. Gina's from New Jersey. Of course she's a fan of Return of Bruno. So I um, assume. Something that I was watching this for, you know, just being a Native American person, is sort of like, this is the Thanksgiving episode. When are Natives going to show up? Because it's probably oh. not going to be in a way that I wanted to. <laughs> And uh, like I was, so there was a point where when Garfield's talking about Thanksgiving, I was just like, you know, it's it's the the Bart Simpson moment of like, say the line. I'm like, going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> and he describes Thanksgiving as like the day people celebrate food by eating as much of it as possible. And I'm like, you're being a real coward now, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is you know we watch a lot of Thanksgiving specials, and there's always those cringy moments. And I will say this one, this one did not really have many. Uh, it had different cringy moments that were not related to Thanksgiving. No, I like, mean, there's... I mean, not a uh, yeah, 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 I, I, like not not like super problematic moments. I know that Chan doesn't like when women are sexually harassed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't see this because it's an audio medium, but Gina was definitely putting quote marks around the word sexually <laughs> harassed. Yeah, fair. Uh, I, I feel like when you secularize your holidays, then you can just have fun with it. Like, cause there's all sorts of problematic stuff with, uh, um, you know the history of any particular holiday, but when it's just when it just comes down to like, yeah, Thanksgiving's about eating a lot. Boom, there you go. You don't have, you, nobody gets offended. Yeah, which to be honest is what your pet would think, right? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it does track with Garfield's logic that John probably did not educate him about the genocide of my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I'm he knows saying, is like... I'm just saying he should have. <laughs> all, all Garfield knows is he wakes up and there's more food than usual. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. <laughs> just like halfway through the episode, there's just a very solemn explanation. <laughs> I think it would have added a lot to this episode. Um, now, uh, they decide to go get groceries. He convinces Garfield to come the with him. Day before Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving. They're going to go get their groceries. Now, what really upsets me, what I want to cancel John for, is he gets an entire Thanksgiving day's meals worth of groceries, keeps it in the car, and then takes Garfield to the vet. Yeah, who I, who I does the groceries first? <laughs> And then leaves them in the car for like two hours to go to the vet. That is botulism. That's what that is. Yeah, I'm very I, I thought of that as well. But then I realized like he's got to do that because he's trying to dupe Garfield. Like, like yeah. he lulled him into a false sense of security using his Achilles heel of lots of food. And then he sprung the vet on him. And in this cartoon world, it probably took him all of 15 minutes and he was back out in the car. And also, we've seen that he does not know anything about cooking, I guess, except for gorgeous breakfasts. Uh, but yeah, I also thought that. I was like, dude, you can't leave that shit in the car. But here's the thing. We know that he lives in a cold area. That's This is the only thing that I will say, is that like in New Jersey in, in November, especially no, in 1989, before things got fucked up, you could definitely leave groceries in your car for a couple of hours. And okay. if anything, they would probably be frozen. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't considered the uh, New Jersey weather aspect of it. I, I'm still mad, but not as mad anymore. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we, he goes into the veterinarian's office and they walk by a bunch of other uh, people with their pets. And I'm not going to lie. The guy's sitting there with a gigantic fish on his lap, just petting it like a cat really got me i i did laugh out loud at that sight gag and it made me happy i like this whole sight gag i like i like the woman with the pig i like the fact that some of the pets look like their owners uh Truth. yeah i i enjoyed it i i will also say like the the thing that annoyed that like weird me out is that i started this out being like man john has the perfect life like i want to be john he's got two pets he's, he's just he's living by himself he always seems to have like, you know, an, enough money for whatever he wants to do. He's not like it's not a plot point that he's like broke all the time or anything. He seems to be living the high life. But what was he planning on doing for Thanksgiving? Like we know he has family. <laughs> yes. We, we've Never seen them in other holiday specials. It. So was he just like if Liz had said no to this? Was he just gonna like? I mean, oh, he you know, blown like, his no shade. Out. Yeah, I he, I, I've done it before too. I've just celebrated with my two cats, but he buys an awful lot of food. <laughs> what was Liz gonna do? Yeah, that that was my big question. Is um, so uh, you know, uh, John brings Garfield to the vet, and this is all kind of under the um, you know, the the the. The, the smoke and mirrors of him wanting to ask Liz on a date, which he does in the most aggressive way possible. Uh -huh. But the date is, hey, would you would you like to come over to my house and I'll make you a Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow <laughs> for Thanksgiving? And it's like, what? Does she have friends or a family? <laughs> like, 
Like, yeah. I just have so many questions about like these people. And also, is that what dating was in the 70s or 80s? Like, yeah, it's uh, it's a very weird, like it is a it's a very weird, it's not a first date because it, it's bit like Liz has been a character since the 70s. So so and she frequently says, We'll say yes, she'll give in, they'll go on a date, and there's a disaster. It's like a running bit. Uh, but it is just such a weird date. Like if some dude was like, Hey, do you want to come over for a date on Thanksgiving with just me? I would be like, Oh, you're a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A couple of things. One, uh, there, I did laugh a second time when he asks her how the, how the, how, what she thinks of the weather. And she turns and goes, that's a personal question. (laughs) That that one, that one hit me real good. Uh, uh, I was not, uh, here's the deal. Coming into this Garfield special, I was not expecting to laugh out loud as much as I did. Full honesty. And this one, more than a lot of other cartoons, uh, this one made me laugh multiple times. And I'm so happy. Yo, uh, Garfield is consistently good. Like, I don't know if you remember the Christmas special, but there's that like there. It's like that one is just so, so delightful. And it like ends with like Odie has been collecting random bits of garbage and you realize it's to make something for Garfield for Christmas. And it's like such a sweet, cute moment, but also like John's grandma is doing crazy ass stuff the whole time. It's it's Garfield is consistently good. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the vet visit, uh, cause like I got a lot of thoughts here. Uh, John asks her out on a date and she's like, no dude, I'm not going to date. She you. says, she says, I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I respect this woman. I respect if this was me, I would be polite until I died. Like I would be like, Oh, you know what? Let me check my calendar. Oh, I think I'm busy. Oh, oh it's, it's but tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. The single best out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But instead she like does not mince words and she's just like, no, I hate you. And I would rather <laughs> get run over by a bus. And I have respect for that because I wish if I said that every time that I wanted to, L.A. would be drained of a lot of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, she just I just wrote here. Oh, my God, John, please leave her alone. And also asking somebody out at work at their job. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that, that also me, pissed me off. That to me, like I legitimately was like, like I was talking to somebody about this earlier of like, if you did that now, you'd be banned from that business. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, he do, he does this a lot. This is this is a this is again, it's a running thing of like every time he's at the vet, he asks her out. She's not interested. He wears her down. She finally says yes. It's also yeah. like he he says I will hold my breath until you say yes to go on a <laughs> date with me. And then he does until he blacks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? This is this was uh uh it, it seemed ridiculous at first and then like I thought of a lot of comedy dudes and I was like I guess it's not that ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? The problem with with all of this to me is that he does. He blacks out. <laughs> it's it's very uncomfortable. He's literally like I will punish myself yeah. unless you agree to go out with me. And 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 she says yes. And at the end of it she agrees. And this is why dudes are like this because apparently this shit works. Oh, you and just, it does yeah. not you make just me blamed happy. her. You son of a bitch. You just blamed <laughs> no, her. She Ray. could have, she could have stayed firm. And I think honestly, on, on a brand. generation of men would not try this because they would see it doesn't work. Let's, let's job, put it Garfield. on the record. I'm Bad putting it on the Garfield. record again for the millionth time that Ray hates women and wants How them all to you. die. 
I am literally saying be stronger and the men would have to be better. Ray, uh, um, you Chan, can't let them off would, the hook with this. Chan, would you terrible. like to explain why Ray is wrong? Um, uh, oh, oh, no, I, I just wanted to, uh, uh, make note of the fact that just five minutes ago gene was all like that bitch deserves what she got yeah it's okay when a woman says it chan (laughs) i I also like that we're we're painting a picture of john arbuckle as this like (laughs) sexual goalpost of people in the 80s yeah they're like like, like, i saw john arbuckle do it and like that guy's my fucking sex god dude (laughs) look again i was eight years old I didn't know from like how to date girls. Of course, I'm going to be looking at comic strips to tell me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. like the yeah. It turns out that John Arbuckle was like the Andrew Tate of 1989. <laughs> oh I mean, to be fair, he almost like passes out when she ch- kisses him on the cheek later. So I'm pretty sure this dude's a virgin. Yeah, yeah he for sure came just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the obvious thing we've already talked about a Thanksgiving date. Is just not a thing. I, yeah. Look, we've we've talked about it to death, and, and I, it's just upsetting to me I, for for all the reasons we've said. Look, I'm just retreading ground again. But everyone who's talked about that on this show up to this point is right, and I'll just move on from there uh, because Garfield needs to go on a diet now, which means he doesn't get a piece of lettuce; he gets half a piece of uh, a leaf of lettuce. And he's trying to make it work, but Garfield is going to try to sneak some food, which means Odie now has a whistle like a high school coach, and Love he it. is and he's now known as Odie the Fierce, and he's a new diet counselor slash coach to bust Garfield like he was Candace on Phineas and Ferb. Um. So, uh, two things about the uh, two things about that. One, there's a lot of really fun like 1989 dialogue, like Garfield calling John a dip and things like that. They're just really <laughs> delightful. And uh, another thing is that uh, I thought it was weird that John gave Garfield a cat a lettuce leaf for dinner. And then I realized <laughs> that this is a cat that eats lasagna. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, never mind. It's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's like, if I'm like, if that's a thing that bothers me, why does the other stuff not bother me? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. And we, I, honestly, we did that. We, we do a talking scale gag and they really lean into Orson Welles as our example of someone who is overweight and unhealthy where the scale calls him Orson Welles and makes about six different Orson Welles references. And I first off was a little taken aback by it because you would never do this bit today under any circumstances. But Ugh, the commitment to the bit really was today. inspiring. Something that made that even funnier to me is that this came out in 1989. Orson Welles died in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shooting so many strays at a dead guy. But I will God. say that this was this was a very common thing in cartoons. Like if you go back and watch Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, like there's a, there's an Animaniacs episode all about like Orson Welles. Like in one of the vignettes, he's like trying to he's trying to do like a commercial, but he can't because he keeps stopping to eat. Uh, because he's so fat. There's also like an extra layer of this, which is like all the the different voice actors who've done Garfield have also done like Orson have also done Orson Welles's voice in cartoons like Animaniacs. So there's like a deep level of that 
Garfield voice is very similar to to animated Orson Welles's voice. So when the scale is calling him Orson Welles, it's like an inside animation thing. And again, I love anytime like anytime cartoons for kids are like, hey, this move this black and white movie that clearly we all know. Yeah. Kids love Casablanca. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna understand what rosebud means as I die. Like uh, there's so it's just like rapid fire fucking citizen cane jokes, and I loved it. I loved it. No, I'm on it was I was shocking at first to me, and then I was completely like it took me till about the fourth gag. And then I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I changed my mind. This yeah. Is great. So, uh, so my question about this scene is Garfield can't talk. We're classically, like traditionally in the comics, we're hearing his internal monologue. Mm -hmm. But the scale's responding to Garfield as he's thinking. So can the scale read Garfield's mind? <laughs> it's a very high-tech scale. Yeah, it's advanced. Um, I would argue uh, it's it's the Stewie Griffin. Uh, uh, he only talks like he, people can only understand him when it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you know I what feel I'm saying? like this is uh, a much sadder tale because it is his own internal monologue. Yeah, he's I've beating himself right. up. Oh boy. <laughs> In that case, oh, like I'm so. glad this cat is such a big fan of Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> it's all John Arbuckle wants to watch on a Saturday night. Oh, uh, John also, um, it, like shortly after the scene, when he's preparing dinner, says the line, I'm going to fix dinner for the girl I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This dude is like is one day away from cutting off feet and like putting oh, them Jesus. on his bedside table. Mm hmm. Um, and I do want special shout out to the cookie uh, tin gag where Odie's head appears in all four variously sized cookie jars with the whistle getting higher pitched the smaller the jar is. It was you know, attention <laughs> to detail point that I very much appreciated. So something that I really loved about this special is that like if you break it down, it's a very simple and thin story that's basically just used as an opportunity to just do bits. Like every mm -hmm. scene is kind of just a sketch, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I, oh, sorry. I, I thought you were going. I thought you were going even further with it than that. No, 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 no. Just like what's well, like the cookie tin bit, like the the wake gag, like uh -huh. you know, waking uh, like Garfield trying to wake John up in the morning. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, like the the vet scene. It re like it it really is just like a series of every scene is just an opportunity to do a Garfield bit for like three minutes. You know. Yeah. So like, like you know, the, just some the, of the sketch. I appreciate it. When he gets dressed and they, uh, they, you know, he has the parade of costumes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Same deal. Um, well, here we go. Cut to forward. It is now Thanksgiving. We are three hours away from Thanksgiving dinner. John picks this moment to take the turkey out of the freezer. Um, I, I laughed. I did because it says, oh, first thing on the recipe, 24 hours. Did he not look at the recipe? Like, yeah, how does he even know what joke. ingredients that was, to have? That was a good joke. I don't, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, and, and his response it. to everything, I like that he's so blasé about it. Like, he's like, well, it's just a suggestion. Like, he doesn't pan It's It's much funnier that he doesn't panic, that he's just like, he just plows ahead with his idiot plan. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to stop him at this point, uh, no matter how painful it gets. And I'm going to have my, my typical complaint of every Thanksgiving Day special uh, during this time of day, why is no one watching the Lions game? I'm still, Ugh, I'm still gonna harp you. on this. It's on right now you. in the world of this game. Uh, of this I show. hate you. 
I mean, uh, okay. we don't know what Nermal's doing. Okay, uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, knowing Nermal, that annoying piece of shit, he probably is watching the fucking Lions game. Oh, finally, Gina fucking says what we're all thinking. <laughs> oh, fuck that wow. great cat. When I wow. was nine years old, I got a cat that I named Nermal. Aww. Oh, yeah. get off this call. You're canceled, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a bigger monster than John Arbuckle. <laughs> Officially, for the people keeping tabs at home, this was 1989. The Detroit Lions beat the Cleveland Browns 13 to 10 uh, in a uh, monumentally exciting defensive is... struggle that I think Garfield and friends would have very much enjoyed to watch. This I'm is just actively saying. losing us listeners. <laughs> you talking is making people log off. It wouldn't be the first time. It's not going to be the last time. Uh, we'll go. John is preparing himself. He tries to shave, cuts himself immediately. Uh, we already talked about the clothing bit. Now, he has a few pieces of clothing I have questions about. But, uh, you know, John, you be you. He is, he is kind of a weirdo. Listen, sketch comedian. He's got a sketch comedian's closet, man. You know I would what? think you yeah. of all people would get this. Yeah. You know what? I mean, look, you're right. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it like that, but now that you've said it, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, I especially yes. like when he's like, I'm I'm running out of clothes because I have been there before where I'm like, ah, God, I, don't I have any normal clothes? I have like three normal outfits and then the rest are just <laughs> like a fucking ballerina outfit, a doctor's lab coat and an astronaut. Yeah, I did really appreciate that he pulled out, yeah, like four outfits and one of them was like a top hat and a monocle. One of them was like a surfer outfit. One of them was, yeah, like some, you know, some sort of costume. And he was like, well, that's all my clothes. Like, <laughs> One of them uh, yeah. was a gorilla. And uh, there was so there was a moment where he actively thought this will get me laid. <laughs> Listen, what, you, what? you know that you know that at some point every comedian with a gorilla suit was like, would it be funny if I put this on for my date? <laughs> I get, you know, and I know I, and I get, I get, I get where John's coming from here because there's a point where if, if you're going into a date and you're like, look, no matter, you know, if I just do be myself, nothing's going to happen. So I may as well make a choice and take a risk and just try something. So I, I get where he's coming from there. It makes sense. This tracks. I mean, uh, this now, is also a world where he somehow convinced a woman to like have their first date be on Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's right. So, it's, so I feel like he's just like, well, I mean, look, I'm uncharted. A, a woman said yes to going on a date with me. I'm already in uncharted waters. <laughs> and at the end of the day, he shows up to the front door with no pants on. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, we are. that's absent-mindedness. That's not that. Chan, don't you try and make something <laughs> dirty of it? Don't cancel look. him. Look, I think that I think that he's playing it off as absent-mindedness. But, you <laughs> know, you. Like, look, like Louis C.K. did the same thing. That's all I'm saying. Again, I, I respect the fact that allegedly, she... reportedly. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I respect the fact that she's not like, oh my god, dude. She's just like, hey, uh, like your, I like your boxer shorts, buddy. Look, just dry as hell. Yeah, she's G- like, given... look, I don't have any friends or family. <laughs> <laughs> given his incel tendencies it was 50 50 whether he'd have pants on when he answered the door in her mind i would right 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 (laughs) this also is a man who wears sock garters and in 1989 that is a choice that you have to make everyone wore sock garters in 1989 it was the coolest thing to do oh boy was it gina was it oh no 
Yeah, every dude wore them. I love that the way that Ray is saying this is like this is a conversation that happens every week on the podcast. <laughs> and nobody, want, nobody wants to like talk about it because it's becoming a problem. <laughs> yeah. No, welcome back to knowing is half the sock garters, Gina. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If we called it that, if we called it specifically knowing is half the sock garters, Gina, you would have a whole lot of fucking wiki feet fans on here. You know what? I've changed my mind. That is the new name of the show. Chanfro, <laughs> get, get some artwork made for next season. All I'm We're going all in. Is that if we do that, then that means, Gina, you are going to have to make patron videos of you naked with only cats on you. Yeah. We about it right no, I think it would Before just have to be my feet. Just your feet. With well, cats, with cats on, on the feet. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, I'm. 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 I'm feeling that. Um, Look, I'm just gonna chime in and say, like, putting your bare foot on a cat, it just feels real nice. Yeah, it, it really does. It until really does. The cat says no. Yeah, so you gotta do it like gently, but like you do it, like the cat's warm and real fluffy. Yeah. It's nice. No, my cat will wrap around my foot and dig in the claws and just go into attack mode if I try to. Do yeah, that. that's that's because I told your cat to do that, but my cats love it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, now. I like Liz's energy a lot because she comes in the door, you know, she doesn't really know what to expect. Her first move, sit on the couch, pet the cat and let the dog sit in your lap. And I'm just like, I respect you, Liz. Yeah, she's the, she's the greatest. Honestly, she's I did great. appreciate that because I feel like that was a move where like at this point, it kind of feels like, you know, a little bit of a horror show and Liz is just there yes. for whatever reason. And that was just one moment of like, Oh, she doesn't hate this, you know. Yeah, I would yeah. be cool uh, if there was a dog there. That, and and also, it's so sweet because Odie just loves it so much. He's like, so into it. And there, there's even one point where she scoots down the couch, and Odie just immediately like follows her. And I, I related to that. That is amazing. I mean, she got to be a pretty goddamn good uh, vet. If the, you know, on their off time, their non getting shots time, the animals are like, hey, yeah, I want to hang out with you. You're pretty cool. You know, yeah. It's a, a very fair point. Um, So she says, your diet's over. We're going to get you on some light exercise. And John has absolutely butchered, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, the dinner. It's just not going to happen. So Garfield ha- takes four or five shots at uh, getting the, him the idea of calling his grandmother to come over on Thanksgiving, not as a guest, not in a pre-planned anything, but literally to come over, make dinner, never say hi, and and leave. Dog, also, you need to... His, what was you, his grandmother doing on Thanksgiving? Oh, I, I mean, she's probably got like 10 dates lined up. Like, she's that probably mid-fuck at this point. Mid-fuck. Uh uh, she's she's one of my favorite characters, but yeah, this is absolutely something that certain people, like certain nationalities, would do. Like an Italian grandmother would absolutely do this and slip out the back door and and be like, "Enjoy your date, bye." So you're saying that Italian grandmothers are like, "I got to get my grandson laid." <laughs> My oh, grandson is not getting yeah. his dick wet often enough. I need to get in there and do what I have to do surreptitiously yeah. to, to make this woman think that he is worthy of that poonie. Oh, absolutely. By, if it, if it might lead to marriage and grandkids, absolutely. 
there's no way she's going to marry him. No, his grandmother legitimately thinks he's a great dude. Don't you? She specifically says to Garfield, like, oh, let her know that she's getting like a prize man or whatever she says. Yeah, yeah. I think she she knows she needs to step in because he is not that. And she's trying to help the facade. I'm actually with Chan on this one. No, you guys are very sad people. You knew that already, Gina. We have families to go to on Thanksgiving. I mean, I, I look, I think that people are allowed to have levels. I think that she can think that he's nice and also understand that he probably applies butter to his skin because he thinks that's how you make turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he sits down. He goes back into the living room to hang out with his date uh, uh, because Grandy doesn't want him anywhere near the food. And he immediately starts talking about the meaning of Thanksgiving and the meaning of holidays. He's stalling. And he's he's trying to stall, basically. He yeah. is mansplaining. And, yeah. and this is when I was just like, oh, a, a native thing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This is, he makes it a long time, though, without like, it's yeah. impressive how long he he like sort of pushes it off. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I think that the exact line is he's explaining Thanksgiving. Also, why is he explaining Thanksgiving to this grown woman? Because <laughs> like, he's very clear. He's very clearly has no idea how to make small. Like he thought she was going to come over and they were going to eat. Like that was what he thought. And when they're when eating isn't happen, he has no idea what to talk to her about. No one has ever said like, hey, if you're on a date, ask her about herself. Ask her like w- w- about her job. Ask her about her family. So Wait, he what? panics. This is him in full on panic. Like, I, I guess that I can relate to that because I definitely was on it when on a date when I was like a teenager and I didn't really know what to talk to the girl about. So I just started talking about monster trucks. Yeah, <laughs> that is the same as this. No, wait a minute, Gina. Yeah. No, that's not my understanding of how it works at all. You take a girl on a date. And then you monologue about yourself for like two hours. So she knows you're great. And then she never calls you again. Uh, Oh, wait, I'm starting. I'm starting to figure this out. We need to take note of the fact that John has these facts in his head. This isn't something that he prepped for. He already knows this information and can dispense it at will. Yeah. Listen, have you ever had a conversation with Leslie Cena? Yes. Because I guarantee you, if you said to Leslie, hey, Leslie, what do you know about Thanksgiving? She could also do this. John is the type of guy that one night there was a, a History Channel special on, and he was like, oh, Garfield, we should watch this. And Garfield was like, please no. And John was like, yes, you want to watch it for three hours? And then retained every bit of that knowledge. You know what? I'll allow it. Yeah, that I mean- tracks. I just like um, that during during his uh, like lecture about Thanksgiving, he says the line, they invited their Indian friends to join them and everyone brought food. And then one of the foods that he mentioned is something called Indian pudding. <laughs> but I had to Google what that was. And apparently it's like, a di- apparently Indian pudding is a dish made by the colonists uh, using cornmeal that was brought by presumably members of the monkey tribe who um, were at the first Thanksgiving. But like, why did they bring the Indian put it? Look, John, get your facts straight. That it's a, it's a very <laughs> weird, random fact. Uh, again, we watched some very problematic uh, specials of this same time period. So the fact that that was all he said, and he wasn't like, 
you know, he wasn't like, oh, they were so grateful or something like that. Yeah, I was just they like. disappeared and gave the country to America. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, this was, I will say, this was probably like, I was kind of like waiting for like, come on, Garf, I love you. Don't do, don't do nothing <laughs> yeah. to my people. And it did feel like, oh, okay, like this is, you know, on a scale of one out of 10 of microaggressions against Native folks, this is like a two, you know, it's not yeah. bad. Which for the time, yeah. I mean, again, we watch we watch Thanksgiving specials every year for this, and for the times, yeah. not not too bad, Garfield. It seems like someone was like, let's just avoid I, it altogether. Would I like that, that you're saying for the. T- I like that you're saying for the times, like that sort of thing does didn't still happen like two years ago. <laughs> oh no, I, but that but that's all. That's what I'm saying. Like for 1989, which we've seen yeah, very no, problematic sure, stuff sure, sure. in 1989. I was like, I was also waiting for the other shoe to drop during his long monologue. And the fact that he only brings it up twice, I was like, well, all right. Yeah, he no, could have made that whole monologue super problematic. Yeah. So I would say, John Arbuckle, look, the way that you've treated Liz over this has really creeped me out. But, you know, like the native stuff is like, eh, it's like, it's, it's excusable. Also, I got to say, again, props to Liz, because if it were me, I would feel compelled to pretend to pay attention to this bullshit. But instead, she's like, I'm going to nap with the dog on my lap while you do your crap. <laughs> like she has no she has no qualms about just oh. being like, I am bored. Watch me fall asleep. That just tells me that Liz was doing a little pre-gaming before this date and she came in three Pinot Grigios at deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she that, needed that's a little sleepy possible. time. You know, I mean, considering um, that she had like a full uh, uh, waiting room the day before Thanksgiving, my guess is she she's just a hardworking woman. Yeah, and she just yeah. gets to take chance to take a nap. Oh my god! Yeah, you tell me that you don't come home at like three uh, p.m. every once in a while and just be like, oh my god, I there's like two hours with no kids and nothing to do. I'm gonna fall asleep Ugh, your life makes me so sad amazing well that's like one of the best parts of thanksgiving is that part like especially if you go to a friendsgiving or like with family and you like at some point in the day it's just going to become acceptable for every single person to just kind of take a nap in the same room <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah like you like don't feel like in chairs you know you're all like on couches it's just it's just gonna happen yeah fine. you don't feel compelled to like still be on they can just put something on on the tv and everyone can just sort of yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yo that's what the that's what the dallas cowboys game is for boom boom <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. So granny in the kitchen, she chainsaws the chicken, which I found delightful. Uh, she's put, she's going to deep fry. And I'm like, John has a deep fryer just in his house. Uh, she's is, making croquettes. This is yeah. not normal. Uh, dinner's ready. And what really That's, hit me. The, everything else in this has been pretty grounded. That <laughs> is the that one. one got me. Look, I was, <laughs> when I was in college, I, I visited a friend and he lived in a frat house and um, I, I never joined one. I found him to be overly problematic uh, once I started discovering what actually happened at those places. Different story entirely. But the thing that really got me, and for that split second went, huh, is because they had an actual like basket fryer like you would get at like a fast food restaurant in the kitchen. Wow. And I was like, this is living. <laughs> this is living. But she, um, uh, she makes croquettes, though. She doesn't deep croquettes. fry anything. No, she absolutely deep fries things, but also you don't need a deep fryer to deep fry things. You just need a pot. 
Uh, like we used to have a fry daddy and it's actually easier just to use the, uh, is that right? Yeah. I do. I think the bit with the, with when she's making, first of all, I love that. She's like, you're looking a little thin there. Garfield, every, every interaction she has with Garfield and he's just so delighted by her. But when she's making those sweet potatoes, and he's like, blech. And she's like, you've never had them like I did. And then she just puts like the most butter and sugar and marshmallows <laughs> yeah. on top. I was like, again, this is another good bit. Grandma in the kitchen, it. another good bit. And I don't know if you guys saw who plays grandma in this. Um, I, I took special note of it because I'm like, I know I know this voice. Well, of course, it's the same as in the Christmas special. Well, it's Pat Carroll who her most famous role would be Ursula from the Little Mermaid movie oh. of 1989, same year. Yeah, wow. she was fantastic. Like, like a great She's character, great. great voice actor. Like just, you know, her comedy was great. She was the just anti-Chris yeah. Pratt, if you will. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Right. She does. She actually tries and she does different voices. Also, she kind of looks like, uh, like gr- grandma in. She kind of looks like grandma. All right. There you go. And she's a biker granny, too. I would point that out. I just love everything about this grandma. Yeah. I also like the fact that she sets up the entire table. There's like a candelabra, you know, three candles on there. And um, also she uh, puts wine out for everybody, including the pets. So not only is Garfield a major coffee drinker, he's a booze hound who's drinking Cabernet. Wow. She she just died last year at 95. Yep. 2022. Wow. Good for her. R.I.P. Rest in power, queen. Yeah. She run out of like fish souls or something. I love her. (laughs) Jesus, Jen. Yeah, she sets up a great table. She does. Uh, And everybody has to wake up. They do. uh, They do all pray. Uh, They do all hold hands and say a prayer beforehand. And that did not go unnoticed to me that Garfield loves the Jesus. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need this. I didn't need that. They kept it pretty non-denominational because the they music did. was playing. So it wasn't just like, dear Lord, we thank you. Just see them. Qui- you see them quietly close their eyes, fold their hands together. And uh, yeah, for a stone cold atheist like me, I'm like, I'll accept this, I guess. Yeah, okay, I so- still I still wish it wasn't in there. But I feel like they I feel like they got a note from the execs that were like, you got it. You can't have them eat without doing something. And this like- was a this was their compromise. <laughs> Yeah, Look, so, given how churchy the Charlie Brown specials are, uh, this is fine. So, um, uh, one one of the things that I've done as far as just like you know Garfield media I've created is I made this comic over the pandemic called Antifa Garfield that was just like <laughs> Garfield or Antifa or whatever, and it went like honestly weirdly kind of viral specifically on Facebook. Like it got shared in like a Garfield shit posting group, and then from there it got shared in like an alt-right shit posting group oh, and from there it got shared in like a left-wing face uh you know shit posting group <laughs> so it basically just the, the comment section on this became like this weird political ideological war of like that's like 500 comments deep <laughs> on this dumb comic i made and there was one guy that responded saying something to the effect of like garfield ain't no communist i thought to myself like i think he responded with like what government form does Garfield believe in? <laughs> oh yeah, I, and and yeah. like now well, that you're now that you're talking about the saying grace thing, I'm like maybe I was wrong in saying that Garfield it may, might be a communist. Maybe Garfield is a very 
capitalistic pro-Christian character. I'll he's, say right now, Garfield, if I was going to guess what a uh, political affiliation, Garfield, like most cats, straight libertarian. Yeah, I would say libertarian. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't a, want the government telling him to go on a diet. He's a capitalist. Oh, God. oh come on, Chan. Why, do I, God why damn is this it. what I do with my life? Uh, I, I know what party he's part of. The lasagna party. <laughs> Oh, sign me up for that party. Honestly, that would rock. I would do that all day. Well, to, to bring us back again, uh, well, there's another song, ladies and gentlemen. I'd love to hear. This is a little over the top. This is about feeling Thanksgiving every day in your heart. Appreciate the message. I can't tell banger. if it's a bit. Not a but, banger. Um, when Jim Davis heard that for the first time, do you think he cried? <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I think he rolled his eyes and they were like, no, no, no. It's like, it's like ironic. It's like an ironic, you know, because they always do something like that in, in holiday specials. And we've spent this whole episode basically talking about a cat who doesn't want to go on a diet. And he was like, all right, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, you know, we needed a little sappiness at the end. Uh, one thing was while they're, while they're actually having Thanksgiving, they're actually having the meal. There's a moment where John and Liz are in a two shot and he's talking to her and she's holding out the bread and she's buttering it for like 90 straight seconds right there at eye level in front of him. And I, I noticed it. It's the point where is she trying to say something with the buttering of the bread? Is does this an entendre? Does it mean something? Look, I don't know. This is a woman who said yes to a first date on Thanksgiving for a Thanksgiving dinner alone with a guy because she does not have friends or family. I think she's stoned. <laughs> Honestly, that okay. explains it pretty well. I think yeah. she like hot boxed it in her car before she like came in here. And that's like, why, sure, why she not? was like so chill about him answering the door in his boxers. Why she was so chill and falling asleep while he's talking about the history of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Also for the record, because I have it here, that footage that you speak of nine minutes is, is a total of seven seconds. Yeah. It's a long that time. Way so that we could get in the Garfield gag of him stealing John's plate of food. That's fine. Seven seconds. If we were to suddenly go silent for seven seconds, everyone would think we were done. Seven seconds is a very long time. Ugh. Seven seconds of silence is a long time for you. Race yeah, that's games. what I was going to say. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm actually going to say a counter to that as somebody <laughs> who loves butter on bread. Like sometimes I have buttered a piece of bread for a long period of time because I want just like every crevice. To yes. Be with yes. Yeah. I, I will say like, I, I like an even spread. I like it to go all the way to the corners sometime. I honestly thought you were going to bring up the fact that you have a podcast dedicated yep. to silence. Yeah. I can't believe I just tried to make seven seconds out to be a long time <laughs> with the literal host of a show about 25 straight minutes of silence. <laughs> Oh, man, I haven't talked about that podcast in a while. Yeah, I hosted a podcast where a guest and I sat in silence for 25 minutes. Uh, it was very fun. Um, I, would, I had, like, a lot of legit guests on it, like astronauts. Uh, or I was a guest on it like, at some point. Yeah, Gina was a guest on it. Um, 
it got like it actually went kind of viral and, a sta- and had like a weird fan base. I got like fan mail from people. Like, this like, is, this just is the like story sounds. of your life, Joey. This is like you're, you, if we mention something, you're like, yeah, one time I did this thing. It went sort of viral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. As I've we've talked about Garfield for an hour and a half and I'm currently playing with like a beaded Garfield medallion. I spent three hundred dollars on. Uh, I'm. Look, I'm somebody who says yes to pretty much anything. Again, I, I, mean, idea, thing, I don't stop to think if it's a good or a bad idea. I just do it. <laughs> but the important thing is you can write it off. <laughs> oh, 100%. crazy ass business. It's all a write off. That's true. Look, uh, did I did I write off my hundred dollar gar- uh, like Olive Garden uh, infinite <laughs> pasta pass because I like. No, because I think I did a bit on Twitter where I was like, I'm going to review every like permutation of the what pasta or whatever. And then I was like, yeah, I'm writing off $100 as self-promotion. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could write off the nacho fries pass. I so, mean, if you do what Joey does, you can't just write it off and then not do anything, Chan. I mean, here's the thing. I've, I've got threads. I've got a Facebook. Yeah, dude, but just post a thread that's just like an overall review of like nacho fries after having it 30 times. And like, that counts as a write off. How much do I, I hate like, myself? Something that I've like thought about trying is testing the limits of that is if I wrote a short film called like Joey Clift pays his rent and then also buys stuff and buys fun things for himself for like a year. Could I write off everything I bought that year and my rent as research for that short film? I mean, probably you, you know that uh, uh, Morgan Spurlock probably wrote off all those McDonald's meals. It's a great point. That's a great point. (laughs) I think. (laughs) So the part that gets me here is that John's like, hey, man, so we're going to go out again next week. She says, how about we just go out again next Thanksgiving? I mean, I think that is a perfectly good compromise for her. She's like, I got to put up with this asshole, but I get a really good Thanksgiving dinner once a year. All right, let's do this. I I guess, you know, that's to me her giving up in that she says, I'm not I will not make any friends or have family. No, I appreciate this because that's about how often I want to see dudes that I date is once a year. It's a fair point, too. She's like, he didn't show me his weenus. That puts him up in like the top three. 30 yeah, percent he tried i saw his boxers <laughs> he tried. yeah he got close but he didn't actually pull the trigger so that's and he didn't do a tip slip there you go tips this is a classy gentleman <laughs> again uh, uh, stock garters um like, so I- so the end of that sequence was or the end of that scene was liz giving john a kiss yeah on his when cheek. she said when she said that my response was no yeah i was disappointed in her in that moment uh as well uh we flip it around though so now Odie, uh they gotta go for a walk he's gotta go for a walk to get that constitutional working after thanksgiving dinner i get it and uh, garfield somehow is, is able to answer the bell but Odie isn't so now Odie's on a diet garfield immediately has the whistle and starts making him do like, I don't know, push-ups or sit-ups or something. I love it. Classic, classic game switch-up. Great reversal. And then that is how we end the Thanksgiving Day Garfield special. Five stars.
uh, of all the Thanksgiving Day specials that we have watched, and there have been a lot, uh, this is easily one of my favorites. This this works despite the fact that there were moments in it that were so cringy I was feeling pain. Uh, most notably, John holding his breath until she agrees to go out with him. That was upsetting. Uh, but uh, here's the deal. Well done special. I laughed m- many times, and here we go. Into it. What, like I uh, said, Chan- I watch it. I've start. I started a couple of years ago watching it every year. I'll watch it again next year. It's fair. I was surprised. I thought I would uh, dislike it a lot more than I did. Uh, uh, turns out, I kind of enjoyed it. Yay! So yeah, and, uh, so, Joey Cliff, uh, your, your feelings on the special? So um, I'm going to say that the uh, the last. Um, piece of media that I watched that featured anything about sort of the um, the birth of our nation was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, <laughs> so uh, comparatively, this was a real breezy watch. It was like you know twenty minutes. No, not not about genocide too much. Uh, you know, it's implied as all Garfield things are, but um, no, no DiCaprio. But you know, yeah, yeah, but like no DiCaprio. But like you know, Lorenzo Music is to yeah. me my favorite actor. Um, so. Yeah, I would say that um, what I thought was very interesting about it was this was so Jim Davis co-wrote this with a woman named Kim Campbell, whose only credits on IMDb are basically other Garfield properties. Hell yeah. And, And it was really interesting to kind of parse out what felt like a Jim Davis joke and what felt like kind of a not Jim Davis joke, which presumably was a Kim Campbell joke. This, I think, um, leaned on slapstick a little bit in physical comedy, a little bit more than Jim Davis usually does in Garfield strips. Um, you know, sequences like um, when John and Garfield are in the car with all those groceries and John tells Garfield that they're going to the vet and then John just starts swerving and crashing into buildings and stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's very funny, but it's like, oh, that didn't feel like a, something Jim Davis would write. So this re- was a really interesting marriage of, um, you know, Jim Davis's Garfield sensibilities and, you know, like kind of an additional comedic voice, which I think made it for like a really interesting special that was just like packed with jokes. And like I mentioned, every scene is pretty much a bit, which, you know, as somebody who just loves comedy was really you know, appreciative of, um, you know, the, the native racism was minimal, which is always something that I'm like looking for in Thanksgiving specials, especially around this era. And like, you know, what can I say? It's about the, the big orange cat who hates Mondays. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 on that alone. Hell so, Yeah. Gold. This might be our most successful, like when even Chan is on board. This might yeah, be that, our most. That part successful. is honestly baffling to me. I mean, considering the dreck that we've watched for other <laughs> Thanksgivings, like that BC one, still stinks. Just about to say, just you know thinking what? about I, it. I, I remember it fondly. <laughs> well, yeah, I think oh, we have to watch it. it again just so, just to get it back in our brains. No, like literally every time we get to this time of year since we've watched the BC Thanksgiving Day special, and like every time it's time we got to pick Thanksgiving, it like sears in my brain and I get like, <laughs> I, I just get a moment of just like a headache pain behind the eyeball remembering that we even watched it in the first place. Like that's how damaging the BC Thanksgiving special was to me. And now here we are. We did it, you guys. We've now successfully watched every, unless there's like a Garfield Valentine special that I don't know about. Or Easter special, I guess. Oh, there's got to be an Easter special. Is there a a Garfield January 6th special? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Garfield storms the Capitol. (laughs) 
<laughs> they told him it was full of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, for the record, here comes Garfield, Garfield in the town, Garfield in the rough, Garfield's Halloween adventure, Garfield in paradise, Garfield goes Hollywood. But those aren't Ooh. all holiday specials. I'm just Garfield specifically. Christmas, Garfield is nine lives, Garfield babes and bullets, Garfield Thanksgiving, Garfield feline fantasies, which I gotta assume is kitty porn. Y- yeah. Uh, and Garfield gets a life. Almost every single one. All of these, every single one of these was an Emmy nominee. Hell yeah. It won six times. Wow. Six wow. Emmy. Well deserved. You know, Gina, I do have a good answer for you here, though, because while there is not an Easter, there's not an Easter TV thing, there is a children's book, Garfield the Easter Bunny, question mark, that has a Easter read, al- read aloud YouTube video that is over 17 minutes long. That's Ugh, almost wow. the amount of one of the cartoons we would watch. Lord. Ergo, we could do it for Easter if you wanted to. Uh, I, I'm in. So I just want to go back a sec. You said one of the specials is called Garfield's Babes and Bullets. Yes. Uh, apparently, this is a Garfield special where Garfield is a private detective solving a murder. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. In a noir wow. style. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm into I, that. Feel like I have to, and it's like it, it seems like they don't lean away from the murder stuff. <laughs> He's visiting a morgue. It's like I <laughs> feel like I have to. Also, his his name is Garfield. Also, his name is Sam Spade, spelled S P A Y E D. Oh you know boy, That's a solid fucking joke. That is That's a yeah. really solid I joke. Give it up I feel like that. I just have to watch this. This looks dope. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch this. Let's add it to our list. Done and done. Hell into yeah. it a hundred percent of the way. Uh, yeah, so real quick, you can find us at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We're on threads at knowing is half are the we? podcast. Yes, we are now. Cause I started it. Uh, we're on Instagram knowing is half the podcast. Uh, we're not really posting on that other site with all the Nazis uh, and anti-Semitism anymore. That could, um, that could be lots of them. Well, the, the ones that are most commonly known for that. Let me start there. Uh, so there's that patreon.com slash knowing us at the podcast. Thanks y'all for being with us on that. Uh, we're going to keep doing some more of your suggestions, probably closer to the new year, unless you got holiday suggestions. If you got Christmas specials, we haven't done, obviously we want to hear from you because that's the next step. So definitely, uh, hit us up, not on the Nazi site, but hit us up anywhere else. You might reach out to us with your suggestions and we will obviously take them. Thank you, patrons. Uh, uh, Joey Cliff, thank you so much for joining us on such short notice to talk about all things Garfield. Uh, uh, what a joy it has been to have you once again. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about or plug before we get out the door? Um, yeah, thanks again for having me. Um, you know, I got to say when I got that, uh, you know, the, the the DM asking to be on this, I have not slept since. That was three days ago. I've basically <laughs> been like, I get to talk about Garfield. <laughs> People are like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, this has been very fun. And also, I've just been a fan of the podcast for a long time. So it's Aww. so cool to you know, finally Well, be thank on. you for saying that. And um, so, yeah, you can um, follow me on um, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Blue Sky and TikTok at Joey Tamant and Threads and Instagram at Joey Clift with five or six eyes. Um, you can check out my um, my uh, Shorty Award winning that's new Comedy Central digital series Gone Native at Gone Native TV. Um, and uh, you can also check out Spirit Rangers, a Netflix show that I was writer consulting producer on. It was just nominated for seven Emmy Awards. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's more than Garfield. So 
Yeah, you could pass up Garfield. Yeah. yeah. If I win an Emmy, am I going to like look to the sky and be like, that was for you, Lorenzo Music? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you win an Emmy, don't you like immediately, if you want to, get a job on a Garfield property? If that's what you wanted, isn't that yeah, they have like, to let legitimately, you you couldn't want. you write the sequel to this new movie? I mean, that is what I'm going to say if I win. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whether that's true or not. I'll, I'll walk into random. I'll look, I'll go into every lasagna restaurant in LA carrying my Emmy and saying that exact sentence. <laughs> I just picture the speech, you know, I'm assuming there's a speech involved in which you say, look guys, this has been excellent. Uh, I thank, I thank the Academy and everybody else who voted for me. Get me on a Garfield. Thank you. I'm Joey Clift. <laughs> and I, I mean, drop my Emmy like a microphone. <laughs> drop the Emmy like a microphone. We, whoa, we I mean, really got to get that guy on a Garfield. Look at how badass he is. Listen, when you win the seventh one, they're going to decrease in value to you personally. So you could do that to one of them. Look, if I win an Emmy, am I going to use it as a utensil to eat lasagna with? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Please, the local you have to Garden. bring it to the Olive Garden. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no fork for me. I brought my own. Thump. <laughs> Look. Yeah, and Emmys are gigantic. If you've never held an Emmy, Emmys are huge. <laughs> All I'm saying is you make a three-second TikTok of you eating pasta at a Olive Garden with an Emmy, you can write that shit off. <laughs> Great point. Yes. The freak you open your mouth. Help you swallow your pride when something inside's got to break on through to the other side. Friends are someone you can open up to When you feel like you're ready to flip When you've got the world on your shoulders Friends are there to give you a tip Friends are there when you need them They're even there when you don't For a walk in the park, for a shot in the dark Friends are there I don't care But friends will care for you So if someone wants you to change the channel, kids, just say no. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 